Hello, thanks for listening to The Wannabes. If this is your first time checking in, this is a podcast where Wasabi and myself, JD, two Melee players, talk about our experiences. We talk about Haxus Nightclub, our wins and losses. We played each other this week. That's, uh, that's always fun to talk about. And some other more general things like how much sleep should we get? When should we practice to get the most preparation for our locals and majors? And other things we've been listening to, Zen, spirituality, we kind of run the gamut this episode. So uh, if you like this, take a look at our other episodes. Feel free to join our Discord, join our Twitter, all that good stuff. Give us a follow, etc. Anyway, that's about it. Enjoy this episode. The Wannabes, episode 43. My name is JD. This is Wasabi. Morning, everyone. Good morning, man. We are on a real trend here. Let's just skip past it. We're used to waking up at 5.30 to start at 6, but here we oh, are. Really? I, I, I wake up at 6. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, dude. You're I nuts. Just wake up and then, and then just run it. All right. Well, maybe that's why you sound more sleepy than I do. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm still sleeping, so right. we'll try to perk up our spirits. We'll just say, uh, what's going on? How you doing? I've been good. I've been good. I mean, nothing much has been going on, you know, like since I saw you at HNC. I pretty much just, we you know, went to hang out with my girlfriend's family in Mass, in mass uh, this past weekend, and then she ended up getting sick, and I ended up sleeping a lot. So, it was kind of funny, um, because I kind of just slept the whole weekend, and I didn't realize how tired my body was mm. until afterwards, and I'm like, oh, like, I'm still tired from Genesis, like, oh, this is, like, still, like, the the post-major fatigue yep. slash, like, you know, work being, picking up that, and I'm not getting enough sleep. So yeah. that was really interesting, and it kind of got me thinking about how uh, I probably should sleep more. Like, I, I normally get, like, maybe, like, six hours of sleep usually, but maybe I should try to get a little bit more sleep. Um, Especially as, you know, you get older, it becomes really important when you're trying to grind and everything like that. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think I, I just need I to, like, agree. rest more. Yeah, because, like, at least, like, bi- from a biological sense, like, your brain becomes, like, it's called neuroplasticity, and so your brain becomes, like, I guess less malleable, like, post-26, 27, really. So, like, it's it's harder for it to build new frameworks, you know, versus, like, as a kid, you it's, like, you know, the quote-unquote easiest example is, like, it's easier to learn a new language, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and and that's because your brain's still like sort of developing, but by like twenty six, twenty seven, you're like, you have an adult brain, so you have to like, you need a lot of sleep to sort of 
develop that and build new frameworks and stuff like that, especially like, you know, when if you're trying to learn anything new. So maybe I need more sleep. Also, I should probably just like take care of myself better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it feels like um, we have every few months we have an episode like this where we're like, shit, health is important, you know, because it's hard. It's hard to like maintain that, you know, especially let's not lament our day jobs too much. But I mean, realistically, it's not easy to keep any sort of exercise or meal prep or cooking for yourself sort of schedule and sleep, especially, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And when eight to nine of them plus commuting is spent on something that's not necessarily like towards our passions, then we have to start making some cuts here and there. And I feel you sleep is usually the first way to go. I, um, I've realized that my night times are just so useless to me that it's easier for me to go to sleep early. And that's been the biggest unlock I've gotten in the past, maybe four months. Mm -hmm. is going to sleep earlier um i just i i mean it takes away a lot like when i'm hanging out with friends or something i have to like drink a red bull at 10 p.m if i want to make it to midnight (laughs) stuff like that um but i think overall that might be the first place to start like you'll you'll text me like yo I, i played got home last night played melee till midnight i was fiending i'm like i don't know how you do that I don't get how you could possibly play melee after 10 p.m. I just baffles me. It's I don't know. Sometimes you just catch the melee bug. The crazy thing, really, more than fiending past 10 p.m. is that I don't really do energy drinks. Hmm, that is weird. That, do you yeah. drink coffee? No, not really. Wow. I just kind of do green tea, which has some caffeine, but I kind of just like the taste of green tea. I never. I I only did caffeine in college during finals weeks really Mm. i'm not a big Mm -hmm. coffee person i yeah i definitely am it um well i've been like really trying to min max my coffee because you know you could Mm -hmm. drink you could drink four cups of coffee a day and have almost zero side effects it's wild yeah four i don't know if that's that sounds like it was paid for by big big coffee to be honest coffee yeah that study but (laughs) um yeah, you could drink 400 milligrams of caffeine, and the only side effects will be if you drink it too late and miss out on sleep. But there's mm. two things about caffeine that are crazy. That's the first one, is that you could drink that much. But the second thing is that it actually doesn't prevent you from sleeping. Mm. It's a it, it prevents you from feeling the side effects of being tired. So mm-hmm. you could actually like chug a cup of coffee and then will yourself to sleep <laughs> mm-hmm. um and make that work yeah but, i mean yeah. what's nice is like i can just kind of wake up when i want like on a dime even if it's tough like today or and but most importantly i can like sleep really easily so i don't really need like to get my myself ready for bed i kind of just close my eyes and i'm like knocked out in like 10 minutes sort of thing mm. So I think that's the best thing is I don't have this lag time when I actually try to sleep. But I think I definitely should try to get more sleep uh, moving forward. And it's, like, really interesting because, like, I, like, didn't realize until, like, I got out of the city, wasn't working, didn't have melee in front of me, 
before I realized like how tired I was. Like I like I think slept from 11 to 9 like you know from Friday night to Sunday Saturday morning then like took a nap from like 4 to 8 and then was back at bed at like 12:30 to like 8. And then like more naps along Sunday. Like I like literally was just like awake for a little bit and then sleeping. Yeah, that's a that's a catch up schedule for sure. Yeah, I know. And you know, if you think my regular is like around like six or seven, it kind of shows. So that's sort of like what I'm trying to be aware of this week is to try to give myself more sleep, especially because um, I was like you know thinking about the, the adult brain and like neuroplasticity and that sort of stuff but because i was listening to the mind games uh weldon show where it was talking about like adult gaming and you know like the two big things he said about like it was like just like time you know like obviously like you know we have jobs and other commitments mm-hmm. and then two was like just sleep that you need more sleep because you have like a fully developed brain now instead of one that is still developing and changing you know oh yeah yep and so i definitely think that that's gonna be my big priority this week as to try to give myself maybe like move from that six to seven to like a solid eight i think will be a good difference Hmm. and then like choosing to sleep when there are times that i could so fixing my schedule so that like i don't like grind late into the night so like i'll kind of grind a little bit wake up and do it in the morning but like if it's like past 11 i'll i should just sleep yeah no i think that's a good priority um because it's things like that you know we've talked about exercise being another a similar thing where it kind of sets the rest of your life up in an easier way and i think even more fundamental than that is getting a good night's sleep it almost it's taken for granted kind of by everyone and especially in the smash community when everyone feels Maybe not ever. I don't want to generalize, but a large part of the zeitgeist, I guess, of Smash players are teenagers and people that love like pulling all nighters. You know, you have um, streamers that stream melee that are just going through the night, degen hours. You know, it's all over the place. And I hope that doesn't kind of resonate too much with too many younger folk. Who are playing the game because it's a terrible habit and it's very unhealthy. Um, but I even ultimately like past the health and all that. If if we want to be good melee players, you have to you have to sleep, bro. Like you have to be healthy, or else you're gonna be you know not just falling asleep during the set. Even if you you know snag some sugar and caffeine before a tournament, you're just gonna be suboptimal. That's just the way it works, you know, and. Mm-hmm. My favorite person who talks about this, who kind of smashes the myth, um, I started getting back into Gary V this week um, just because I need a little pep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was talking about sleep again. And he's like, the biggest misconception is that I'm a grinder just working nonstop. I must get two, three hours of sleep a night. He's like, bro, I get maybe seven, eight, nine hours of sleep every night. And on weekends, if I went hard during the week, if I got six or seven, he goes on the weekends. I'll catch up. I'll, I'll go nine ten. Go mm-hmm. sleep. Sleep determines everything else. I I can't show up. I can't work if I'm not sleeping. So I, I just I, I hope that attitude catches on a little more clearly. Um, 
Uh, what was that thing you were listening to? Mind Games? Is that the one Scar's doing? No, Mind Games Weldon is the... He's a sports psychologist from somewhere in Scandinavia, but you turned esports psychologist and now is the coach for the League of Legends team of CLG. Hmm. Oh, you've talked about... He had a, a course, right? Yeah, yeah. He had his, his meditation, mindfulness, acceptance, com- competition course. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I I think it's exactly what we need is is that sort of conversation just a little more honestly like yeah you know you can yeah. think you want to practice but there's better things for you. Yeah, and I think it's also like just acknowledging like you know like what you're 24 I'm 25 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right you're you're younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just about like understanding like you know like like age isn't something that like you know like we'll just grow older, right? And it, it's pointless trying to like quote unquote like fight <laughs> fight the teens or the younger kids you know like you know if we're trying to get better at melee like the only factor is just like getting better at melee right it's it's not really age and you see a bunch of like older fgc players who you know granted they were they were great when they were young but they've gotten better you know through into their 30s right and so i think you have to just kind of like lean into it almost and just acknowledge that that's something that you need to do right and i think that's sort of where i'm at now where it you know this weekend was kind of like like holy shit like i'm kind of how did i even like play on wednesday i'm so fucking tired you know (laughs) and it was something that i like didn't even realize like until i like hit the bed and i like woke up and i realized how how many times I was falling asleep, you know? And I think it's just, like, sort of, like, I want to lean into that. And, like, just, you know, I think it also another thing is, like, it's a part of training, too. Like, it's a part of being disciplined. It's a part of being a good player, you know? And I think this, like, like grinding is important. Like, everyone needs to grind. Everyone needs to, like, lap, you know, do solo practice and hit the lab and do fest and, and all of that, right? Like, that's all super important but i think there is this sort of uh degen right the 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 degen hours that they're almost like put on a podium oh 100 percent. yeah but you're not really getting so much out of that like if you get like four five hours right say you played someone like after work so like what takes you an hour to get there you get there at 6 30 right you play them for four hours to 10 30 get home at like 11 11 30 and you just hit the bed there you're you're solid you know but i think that's the thing is that there are those degen hours that people where you don't you know you get diminishing returns i think is and so if you want to be optimal you know in terms of how you practice how you set up your schedule i think that's something that you have to like think about uh, yeah i totally agree and there's even I mean, that, I think you set the parameters really well, you know, the the inner and outer of kind of where that conversation lies. But I think there's a lot of nuance to it also of like small optimizations. And what I have in mind is for me, when I practice most often is in the mornings. You know, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty firmly a morning person. That's just however my brain chemistry developed when I was 22. Um, that's just who I am now. And so I can kind of get pretty good practice. I texted you this about how I feel very present 
recently when I'm when I'm playing melee. But that's when it's like seven in the morning and I'm practicing. You know, that's like at my peak. And so what I'm discovering now is there might be some benefits to me practicing a little later since that's when the tournaments are actually going to happen. And I'm exploring the idea of, okay, I could practice in the morning when I'm most able to maybe um, stay present and learn something about my own play or identify habits or identify mistakes. But how do I properly prepare for HNC or um, I guess majors are better for the morning practice. So I guess, you know, there's that divide. But how do I best prepare for HNC, which starts at 730 and realistically, the hardest matches are happening at 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, and that's, I don't really have an answer yet. It's just something I've been kind of toying with. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I know not to play melee at, at midnight, but what about, you know, an hour or two before I'm usually in bed? How does that kind of pan out? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, actually, it's really funny because I was talking with Joy Boy about this while we are doing some... Uh, Fox versus Falcon analysis pre-Genesis. And so one of his ways that he he preps is he... Was it Joey Boy? Or it might have been another player. But let's just say Joey Boy for now. Uh, is that he plays around when his pool is. So, you know, you get your pools ahead of time in majors, right? And you know when your local is. And so you play around then so that you're used to kind of switching on around that time. And I thought that was such a cool thing to do to sort of, like, optimize, like, pre-tournament, like, prep. And, you know, I think sticking with the mornings when you're most alert to do, like, solo practice and, like, all of that is super important. But maybe, like, introducing, like, um, you know, like, having a friend over or net playing, like, 10 matches, just, like, 10 matches, no matter how good or bad they are, you cut it off at 10 at the times when, you know, you'd be in an HNC bracket. And then maybe, like, it's just because, like, it's, like, in tournament, you don't have to be switched on for too long. That's the thing. It's 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 this constant switch on, switch off. You know, you have to just kind of show up for, you know, what, five, six matches? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that might help. Like, you know, I know both of us don't net play as, you know, we're not net players, quote unquote, like we do it so often. But, um, you know, I do it once in a while. And, you know, even if it's a little bit different, it's like maybe just like being in the mood to to play those matches, you know, might help. Yeah, I think that's smart. You know, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much just, like, trying to switch yourself on, you know, around the 8.30 mark. I think what I might try to do is very similar to that, where I might shift my practice to that time and start prepping more for agencies. Um, and then the week, weeks leading up to a major, like, a few weeks before I go to pound, I'll switch back to morning practice because I think... You know, I, I, I won't be able to practice at 10. I'll be at work. But um, if I do early morning practice and then have a 10 a.m., you know, mi- uh, noon pool, you know, that's kind of the, the best way I could prep for that. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, 
I might try to use my mornings to do more analysis and the sharpness of, you know, being alert and having a new day might be more conducive to that type of learning. Um, just a thought. Maybe that's maybe that's the best route forward. Yeah, dude. I mean, I love that. I, I very rarely do can do analysis past like post work, honestly. Yeah. I always just do my analysis in the morning, like as I commute into the city. So definitely, I think that's the way for, for analysis. Cause it's, you have to be looking at so much. And like, I think the other big thing is like being honest. Like when you know, you're starting to space out at, during analysis, like, you know, just put the phone down, listen to a book, an, an audio book or a podcast or whatever. That's yeah. like the other thing I can say is like, don't, don't force it. Like it's about, just trying to catch the wave. But I think if you're zoning in and out or if you're thinking about work pre, you know, as you commute in and you're doing analysis, then, like, just let it be like that. Yeah, that actually transitions really well into the topic I wanted to talk about. Oh, really? Um, yeah. What is it? So it it ties into what I was talking about before, what I texted you the other day about um, Melee being a sort of meditation. Mm-hmm. And... I've noticed that for the past maybe two weeks or so since I finished reading, maybe it's only been a week since I finished reading the book, but since I started reading the book, um, Comedy, Sex, God, it's mm-hmm. it gave me a lot of clarity and uh, a shift in perspective that has been really helpful for me. And um, it's it's really simple. It's just kept me a lot more present. And that's made me a lot happier. And so how this ties into Melee is that I'm trying to find more and more opportunities to just stay in that zone as much as possible and reconcile what I want and my goals with staying present. And it's, it's really tricky. It's, it's, not, it's not causing me like too much distress. But there's definitely a kind of friction between me uh, trying to uh, achieve things uh, either with Melee or through Melee with like, you know, editing, film, podcasting and the idea of staying present and staying in the moment. And I want to hear kind of your experiences on that where, you know, we're, we're trying to do two things at once. We're trying to advance our goals and be ambitious and successful, but also not try to peek too far ahead and, you know, live outside of the moment. Like, do you have any similar struggles with that? Mm, Yeah, actually, funny enough, like this week is sort of, I feel a little bit similar. Um, And I'd love a little bit more context as well. But uh, before that, yeah, like this week, I'm trying to kind of take it not take it easy like I don't want to let up on the gas because I, I think I have a lot of momentum with the game right now like I just kind of love playing I want to solo practice um, and stuff but I also realized that I'm like uh, I've definitely been pushing myself since Genesis and that I should like still recover so I'm trying to find that balance where I'm hitting the gas but my wheels aren't spinning mm. uh, so so that's sort of like where I'm at right now. How about you? Um, I feel pretty good, honestly. And 
I had a bit of a shaky start to the week last week mm-hmm. where I uh, I had like my first performance review at work, 30 day performance review. Mm-hmm. And um, depending on how you look at it, um, it wasn't good. It, it went it ranged from not very good to like shitty, depending on the framing of it. And I, I kind of struggled at first with how I framed it because I went in, you know, they, we had a, an overview over all my different aspects of the job. And then they would rate me out of five, four categories, all out of five. Mm-hmm. And the first three categories, I don't remember exactly what they were, but I got a two out of five for all three of those. And then a four out of five for professionalism. So t- terrible, you know, but mm-hmm. the way they framed it and the way the, the, the scoring worked and the conversations I had in the days afterwards made me realize that it's just me transitioning to a harder job and mm. there are higher expectations out of it. And then, you know, when they, they want to craft me into a more, I, I don't know more anything, maybe just, I'm still figuring it out exactly what they wanted, but they gave me really good, you know, feedback and all that. But at first it kind of rocked me pretty hard. I, I took it pretty poorly. Um, and I guess what made me feel a lot more confident and where I'm at is how I recovered from that um, in the day after and, and days since where I was able to kind of contextualize it well, not give up on my job, not, you know, want, I wanted to quit for a second. I was like, I'm not cut out for this. And I wanted to like drop everything. Um, so I guess what I'm, I'm kind of commenting on was, uh, I feel more sturdy than I was before. Like I feel like I take a hit. I could take a hit like that more than I have before. Um, and that's just through me not taking it weeks at a time, but just taking it like you know moments and days at a time. Ah, uh, you know? okay. And that helps. It definitely helps. Yeah, and it it helps kind of uh, survive the shittiness a bit more, but it also lets us like kind of savor the ups. The, the, the winds a bit more mm-hmm. too. And so I carried that into Wednesday where I, I think I played well. I know I did well. Yeah, um, I think you did well as well. We, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, but I, um, I definitely want to, I don't want to call it momentum because momentum implies some sort of acceleration or six, some sort of like, speed i need to keep going this is all semantics this is all just for me to trick myself yeah of course you know but i I want to kind of stay where i'm at in a way where i'm still pushing but yeah i'm still trying to figure out how to even frame it um you know what i mean yeah i think okay so I guess like how I'm interpreting it is that you want to be like how do I phrase this just ready, you know, like it, it you don't necessarily have to do anything, but when something comes up you are ready to take it on. So and that's like a form of being present, you know. Is that like just like you know like for example like I don't know, if you take a sport, right? Like, you don't have to be, like, 
you know, if you don't have the ball, you know, you don't have to be necessarily, like, you know, you can be present of your surroundings and stuff like that, but I imagine it, like, as, like, the ball coming to you, like, say, in, like, soccer, right? Yeah. Like, you know, once that happens, you need to switch on, and that's sort of what I mean by sort of ready. I think the idea is not being tense while you prepare, while you wait for for that time or moment. And I think that's the biggest thing. In terms of, like, work, it's interesting that you're, you know, I, I find your reactions interesting just because, like, as you're describing it, I'm like, oh, that's, like, very much just, like, what it's like trying to get good at Melee, you know? Mm. And, and, and I think that, like, you could look back at that and see how you've improved and, like, changed stuff, like, you know, from getting, like, kind of your ass handed to you and in in the early days of melee right yeah and and i think the same same applies right like every company does like the 30-day thing or or whatever to like reflect and it does like a reflection period and stuff like that and and it still sucks like i'm not saying you have to be like be like yippee sort of about it but you know i think that it's not anything that you haven't done before is what i'm trying to get at yeah no, I think I think framing it in that way really helps, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it still might make you nervous. Like, there's still stuff about my job that make me nervous and 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 stuff like that. But yeah, I guess I always think about it like in that sense, where it's like, okay, it's like nothing I've never. It's not anything I haven't done before, either from like a mental perspective or like a, a work perspective. Sometimes, and if it is, then you know what like where it's lacking. You know, and it's it's really easy to identify. I think what really screwed me up was the what I went into as soon as I got the review was trying to contextualize and um, make a narrative out of my life. And I've talked about this before. It's an issue I have where I try to launch myself forward and look back at my current moment. So I'm almost like two degrees out. Of, of being present, right? I'm technically I'm thinking about right now, but it's through the lens of where I want to be later. Mm. And I for brief moments that might put perspective on things, but really it just confused me more where I was like, okay, when I'm looking back at this, this will just be my experience at a job that I needed at the time but worked my way out of. And I tried to build this whole story around it you know, within a few moments, but that just led to more unhappiness and more like just despair of, wait, but shit, what do I even do? And then I had to think of solutions. How do I get out of this? What's my next job? Like I, I briefly spiraled because I instinctually tried to get myself out of that shittiness. I tried to live outside of it until it passed. Mm -hmm. And I think once I came back into it and my girlfriend helped me out, Ashley was, was really good at talking me through it because, you know, she has been working in Manhattan for uh, six months longer than I have. She started, you know, in June and she was just like, look, this is what is expected of you now. This is where you're working. This is what you signed up for. And so, you know, you can just take their advice and, and improve and, and learn from it. Um, but I would just wait 
another week before deciding what you want to do. And it just took another day for me to realize that, I, you know, I just I just got to understand what's going on a little better. And I think the melee comparison really helps, too, because you're right. Early on, I went through that similar despair of, you know, why am I even here? Like, I'm terrible at this. I, I can't hang with these people. I'll never be at that point. And it was a true fear. It was a real, real thought of there's no way I'm going to be able to do and to, to accomplish anything, to get respect, to get my name out there, to achieve anything I want in this game. And then over time that changed. So that's that's a really good kind of lesson to pull from it is you know, even if you really convince yourself and you can't possibly see a route forward, it's just because of inexperience. And one month at something is is nothing. <laughs> that is yeah. zero <laughs> time to to know what you're doing and to, you know, become an expert. So Yeah, I almost think of it like, you know, this is just more of like a work thing. It's like yeah, like the one month review, like it's like more formal than than other stuff. But I think also at the same time, it's like, yeah, like, you know, like whether, you know, I think with New York, it's like they want results quick. They want it when they want it, you know, like whatever, whatever, like as most companies do it, to be honest, not like a New York specialty. But, you know, more than anything, I think it's how you bounce from the review that matters, you know, like because like it's still your first month and like. Unless, like, they're complete assholes, like, it's reasonable to need an adjusting period, you know? Yeah. When you first go there, you're still a new, you know, at it. So it's really just how you bounce from this that matters more than anything. And they have this one-month review so that, like, they could kind of assess early on, like, can he hang, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's really all it is, right, if you think about it. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of funny. But... You know, it's, it's, you know, I don't think the review's indicative of anything, but it's, like, how you bounce from it that, that's, that's the most important. And, as I said, like, you know, it's, it's nothing that you haven't done before. And, you know, even if you can't, like, you know, and, and I was talking about this with Pilar recently, you know, about, like, this analogy of, like, the light at the end of a tunnel. And, like, sometimes it's just, like, the situation doesn't call for that, you know, like, sometimes it's just, like, uh, she was talking about how it's more of, like, um, sometimes, like, a forest, right, and, and once in a while, the light shine through, shines through, like, through the trees, you know, at different spots all over, all over the forest, rather than it being, like, this singular path, mm. mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the tunnel, and I think I really like that analogy, and and it's always something to keep in mind because like there are a lot of moving pieces that we don't know about that like we can't see until they happen right but i think you know it makes sense that it's not a singular path like that's like the one thing i can agree on yeah that it's it's winding and and all of that so yeah yeah i mean that's that's my two cents on the situation no i i like that a lot and just to wrap it up, I want to I want to revisit um, the idea of being ready that you brought up, yeah. And how I think that's that's very applicable because 
right now I couldn't tell you if someone if I if a genie came out um holding a briefcase and a tie and he was the the career genie and he said pick one career and that's what you'll do for the rest of your life like I would probably you know smash smash the lamp and run away cuz I don't know <laughs> what I want to do and um right now there's a short list of 15 things of possible directions or careers or or whatever and so Yes, I know for certain that I don't want to be doing business development my whole life. That's clear. But unless I, you know, unless I got lucky and and happened to figure something out early, I'm still navigating that that sort of landscape. And so I think the idea of being ready is um really nice. It, it takes a lot of pressure off of a destination and sort of allows me to work on things, improve, take my time, try things, all this stuff. And if, if an opportunity comes up that I could try out, I mean, I consider trying out doing it for a year, you know, that's not a lot of time either in the grand scheme of things. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. It's sort of just, you know, keep my arms moving, you know, stay in the moment. Cause I'm also happier when I'm doing stuff. That's a different conversation, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't work hard for the sake of it. Like working hard because that is what brings me happiness. I don't know that there's a whole mush of things that we'll have to get into another time. But, I think you gotta, you, know. you gotta read, you gotta read some books that I've been recommending to you, dude. Um, I'm not talking no. about inner game of tennis. <laughs> you've been, you've been uh, anti recommending that. I, I, it's a good book. It's a solid book. I just think there are better ones out there. I'll, I'll take any book that I can download for free. That's what yeah, I want. You have a paycheck. Just, just, just do a free Audible. I think you get a free book, dude. Mm. And then just, just, just stop after the 14 day free trial. Okay. <laughs> Fine. You need you need some zen in your life, dude. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll keep that moving. I'll I'll, I'll listen to some zen. It'll probably help me out. I mean, we are talking about zen, like whether whether or not it comes from like, you know, like the usual like, you know, through like martial arts or whatever. Like, what we're talking about is zen, being present in the moment, at, without expectations, with. You know, all of that is is Zen. You know, so I think it, it it feels very apparent to recommend it to you because of that. Like because like that's what we're talking about. Like that's what we talk about in a lot of episodes. It is the framework, whether or not it's called one thing or another. You know, you're right. I accept. We'll talk or, about it. Send send it to me, and I'll I'll check it out today. I promise. Yeah. yeah. If anyone's interested, it's called. Zen in the Martial Arts by Joe ha- Joe Himes. I'll tweet it out on the Wannabes podcast also. But yeah, let's cool. talk about HNC, baby. Let's talk about our cool new local. Um, so you had a really exciting tournament. You, um, you could say that. Yeah. You could say that, I so, guess. So go through it. How, how did it start off? What what went down? Um, Start off, I think I played this Sheik. Then I played someone else. 
And then I played Smuckers. Harsh. You're round two? It was just as someone else? Harsh? Uh, I just forget the tag. But yeah. I, I forgot the tag, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, No, my round two was someone... Oh! I remember. I remember. Alright, thanks for calling this out. Uh, No, I had a really tense round two, actually. It was harsh because I wanted to forget it. We all have um, tense round twos. Who'd you play? Scrub, the legend. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. So I had to play Scrub, and it was super dicey. He, he SD'd a few times, which was unfortunate. And then, but both, you know, it was a 2-0. Both, like, one-stock nail-biters. Um, he's a really tough player, honestly. Yeah, it's this Falco player from Westchester, if anyone wants to know. But got through him, and then I I had to play Smuckers. And that was really good. I mean, I liked the Falcon matchup. I thought I played well. I wanted I had a few things in my head that I wanted to work on. Uh, just from the last time we played and from our... We actually warmed up together going into the bracket. Because he hit me up during work and was like, Hey, like, are you coming early? I want to get some games in. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm really happy I got to, like, implement a lot of what I wanted to do. I still need to watch the Slippy VODs to kind of just, like, actually see an accurate picture, because I, right, I think right now things, my vision's still a little bit rosy. You know, I think there's a lot to improve. I don't think I played, like, super well, and I know he missed stuff, too. Um, but I played solid enough, you know, and I think that's the, that's a big thing. I don't think I played bad. I think I just definitely think that like my vision's a little bit rosy still you know and I, I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff along the way um but I'm happy the main things I wanted to work on was like um not kind of rushing in too much just because he would catch me with these like fadeaway stomps so like playing around that um and stuff like that but what I'm really happy about was during my friendly session uh I notice something and I was like oh, okay like I'm missing this here and I was able to implement that in the game to like clutch it out which was the best that's which a, was probably uh, the best feeling that is that is a scalable good feeling that's like one of the few things in melee that no matter how good you get getting something in in friendlies and then translating it like within memory is uh mwah, the best I know. well it wasn't even in I didn't day. even hit it once in friendlies. It was oh, the really? one time I did it. Oh my god! What what are you talking? What is it? So pretty much what happened was like with edge guarding Falcon at low percent. Like I forward throw him off, right, and then I either F smash to beat his like rising up to like doing like a rising there, or like I run off shine to catch him. You know, trying to jump to ledge, right? Double jump back to ledge, but. Smunkers would delay it so much and like sweet spot it so well that my runoff shine right after four throw was too early. You know, he was still falling and didn't jump yet before I got the shine. So I kept on missing it at friendlies. And after friendlies, I was like, okay, like I need one way to get this. How do I do it? And like in my head, I'm like, okay, well, maybe like a short hop will like fix the timing of this, right? And it just so happened that like game two, I'll be honest, like he had the momentum and. Uh, you know we're we're in this last stock situation, and I decide to do the forward throw, and I'm like, let's let's just try the full hop right now. Like let's just like go for it, and it worked, and I think I shine sparked him at like twenty Oof. to 
close the set. Wow, nice. That's hype. That's super yeah, hype. So, so I was really happy that I was able to, like, be aware and, like, implement that on the fly. And I think, like, that I'm proud of, you know. And then, you know, so throwed him and then had to play Whiskers in a tight set. Lost game three, as usual. So I really want to brush up on that matchup. I think I'm, like... I think I was, was I telling you or Young this, where I feel like I know the matchup more than most, actually. Mm -hmm. And, like, even Whiskers tells me that. Like, and we've always, whenever we play, it's always, like, like, last stock, last game, whatever. And so we always talk about that. But I think it's, like, I know, my my takeaway was, I know enough about the matchup that I don't suck at it and that I don't get blown up by it, you know? But I don't know enough to actually win in the matchup, and that's sort of my perspective of it right now. Like I'm not getting blown up by Whiskers, and it looks really even. But why haven't I closed out one set against him over the past like three years? And I think that's why. So hmm. you know, I I hit up Ipengu and and Rishi, and or I talked to them talked to them at HNC, and was like, hey, you know, like could you guys help me with this matchup? Like I feel like I I know it enough to like hold my own but not but not enough to like actually like win the sets so i think that's my mentality right now about yoshi is really trying to understand the matchup and like develop this like clear game plan that i can run against him uh because it's just like you have to notice those patterns where you fall short you know you can and it's like not just because like like whiskers is a great player for sure but, you know, how has it been, like, so close for so many years without actually, like, taking it? And I think, like, just being honest with yourself, like, that's sort of, like, how I'm being honest with myself about the situation. Right. And then I had to play you. Uh, and I think I need to rewatch the set, but I don't, I'm personally, I wasn't too proud of the way I played, but I know that you definitely made me very, like, antsy and nervous, so I'm curious to see how why that was the way that i felt during the game hmm. so we'll see yeah i remember our set i um you mentioned earlier about being tired <laughs> and i felt that from you at least in uh, in and when we started and so i think instinctively and I, I only realized this afterwards that i wanted to kind of exploit that a little mm -hmm. and and as you should yeah and and the way I did that was to um, play my game. You know I, that that's that falls very much in line with how I play any character, let alone the Fox Ditto, where um, I like setting up my traps, my setting up my kind of um, slippery movement in a way that makes you need to not play tired. You need to play mm -hmm. really really fierce to catch me out of that, and so. If I feel like that's not coming, then I get to um, be elusive, pick my spots really carefully. And um, I also think I just had a strong punish game that set uh, stronger than, than most other times. And combine those two and it, it just, you know, it, it became became what it was. It's at least how, how I thought about it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I like playing against you it, it gets really scary once when you start off strong like i think 
whenever you take the first stock, it becomes a crazy uphill battle, like not mo- <laughs> more than most. And so it's almost like it's decided within the first 15 seconds, like how our set's going to go. <laughs> interesting. At least from my perspective. Huh. That's really interesting. Um, hmm. And it might be a, uh, I'm, I mean, it's, it might just be like a bias. Wrong. It might be a confirmation bias. And like, mm-hmm. of course, the person who takes the first stock is more likely to win. So I might be just, you know, putting pieces together that don't necessarily add up to the truth. But um, mm-hmm. I felt the same thing against Young. You know, I could tell, I don't know, you know, maybe there's a gas leak in your guy's apartment or something. But um, I could <laughs> tell, <laughs> not really. There's a, very early on, I was just like, okay, I think this is not his day. And, um, yeah, I, it was it was kind of a wash against him, which is not indicative of how we normally play. That's the first time I've beaten him ever. Was yeah, that you were telling me about that. that was, that's crazy. Yeah, and I, I wasn't even that happy about it. I'm like, dude, he missed a lot. <laughs> like, he missed a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talked about it after. You know, me and Young are, are boys. And so we're always comfortable, like, talking about our sets pretty quickly um, after they happen. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't quite have it. Um, but you know, melee is not about any of that. It's just about who, who can play in that time. And this time you, you, you beat me pretty fucking hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, it's just about showing up. You know, it's, it's not about having it. It's about keeping it, which is, um, you know, the, the great equalizer, I guess. Yeah. I definitely feel that. So how do you feel about your bracket? You know, you talked about playing me, playing Young. Uh, how are the other sets? So you played um, Nico and two, Super. Round two, yeah. So Nico and Super, my losses. Um, my round two was Spare Parts. Who? Um, oh yeah, Austin. That's right. I, that's right. I, I feel like I played, <clears throat> I played a six out of ten, but he played like a four out of ten for like mm-hmm. relative to him. Mm-hmm. And so that. That was good, but he he missed a lot of chain gra- uh, uh, tech chase, you know, chic mm-hmm. stuff, which will kill you. Um, yeah. So I'm keeping an eye out for him, just making sure that I, um, you know, I, I never drop the ball against him. But I wouldn't call it a set that I'm I'm eager to analyze, just because you know a lot of it was just you know, or, or I think early bracket nerves. Stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Against Nico, I kind of dropped game two. I kind of flubbed it pretty hard. Um, but I am happy to know that I've a lot of improvement to go with Peach. You know, at, at the end of the night, I money matched Wally and he beat me 3 1. And I'm starting to realize that I'm, I'm taking that matchup for granted a little bit, which is exciting because it means I get to kind of work on a matchup again um and you know there's there's people in front of me that i can put on my hit list and be excited to play um at the same time there's just so many things to keep up with now ryobi has been really evolving his play style and mm-hmm. there are adjustments every time we play so what's fun is just keeping that meta going between me and him and having to, you know, constantly adapt my 
strategy as well as my micro um, things like drills. He'll he'll mix up the way he smashed the eyes. So I have to start implementing like drill up tilts instead of just like drill shines um, and other sorts of, you know, uh, offensive maneuvers like shield pressure. I need to really make sure I'm I'm staying alert as to what his options are. He does a lot of like roll to ledge out of shield pressure, um, which might change the next time we play. So it was a two zero from him, but I, I definitely dropped game two pretty hard. I SD'd uh, to end the set, but it's all right. Now the swooper was a crazy fucking set. Uh, I, I talk, heard, right? I talked about Young. Stuff of Legends. Young. Yeah, that was a wild set. So game one, I three-stocked them on Battlefield. Was it Battlefield? I three-stocked them either way. And then game two, yeah, so game one was on Battlefield. Game two was on FOD, and um, he was about to four-stock me. I took it. I took two stocks and like 6%, so then he, he heavy two-stocked me. And then game three, he was up three stocks to one. I was at like 60%. And I brought it all the way back where I was at 140%. He was at zero on our last stocks. And I just nickeled and dimed him to like 80 without getting hit. And then finally he got like one nair that like barely killed me off like the corner where I was about one drill shine away from from. Joel Shine Up Smash, I should say, from from ending the set. Oh, and man. it was like the, it was it was wild. And he like flung his head back. He's like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, dude, that was the that's the Poon Slayer that took a game off Hungry Box. That was wild. And I'm like, bro, I almost got you. <laughs> Cause I've gotten a, a comeback on him before. Um on that same stage. You know, there's a on um on stream like a year and a half ago where he was up like two stocks to one or something. And I just brought it all the way back. And I'm starting to realize that that's just how I need to play way more often. I I can't wait until the last stock to play that elusive. I need to just, you know, that just needs to be who I, how I do it. So Mm -hmm. good learning experience. Um, I love sets like that. Just heart beaters. That's like why I play the game. Um, and I would have played Rishi next anyway, so it's not like I missed out on anything too major. It's just, <laughs> shit, it was close. <laughs> it was so close. <laughs> I feel uh, it was wild. Um, but yeah, that was that was my bracket. Yeah, so how do you feel like, I guess, coming out of, you know, HNC, like, so the main takeaway, like, it seems like your main takeaway was, like, how you approach, like, the start of the game. Yeah, it's definitely about um, keeping where I'm at rather than finding it mid set. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely an aspect of like you don't you can't go into it too rigid on your play style. You have to keep some adaptability. But I think I'm too much in that. Like I, I, I keep it too loose for too long until I realize I need to step it up, especially against floaties where. I need to be kind of setting the pace way quicker and I could adapt to their adaptations, but I can't, I can't be the first one to adapt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, that's always been my winning style was set the pace, wait till they start adapting and then catch them in those transitions of 
you, they think they figured it out and then I switch it up immediately and I keep them off their guard. That's that's where I win. And against the swooper, it just came too late. And against Ryobeat, frankly, it, it didn't come at all. Um, and so I think I think that's my biggest takeaway. Same thing with like against Jigglypuff, kind of against Sheik too, realistically. Um, anyone that's not a, a Spacey or Captain Falcon, that's like how I got to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my takeaway was like, I mean, I, I like where my game's going, to be honest. I think one is like definitely... Well, my takeaway is more from this weekend that I should, like, rest more. Like, I definitely didn't think... I don't think I, like, felt tired when we played, but I definitely didn't... I felt, like, antsy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, I probably was tired, right? Like, not not as, not, not, not as a John, but, you know, like, just, like, <laughs> considering I slept, like, half the weekend away. Right. Uh... But taking care of my body more, like, physically. And then, like, also... I don't know. Like, I'm happy with the Smokers win. But I'm kind of... Like, I'm happy about it. But I think I've sat on it for too long. If that's... If that's... If that makes sense. Um, Like, I kind of should just watch the VODs. See what I did wrong. Which I haven't done yet. I just figured out how to do Slippy, actually. So... Nice. I'm excited about that. But, um... Like, I should just move on from it. I think I'm kind of, like... I'm sitting a little bit too hard on 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 this on this win. I'm kind of thinking moving forward, like what do I want, you know? And I think I like you know seeing everyone there. Like I've I, I've either taken them to close to close games, or I can, you know, I've taken them before. And you know, I don't know, like just like the one win and and you're out sort of thing is leaving a little more of a bitter taste in my in my mouth than usual. And I'm really thinking that, like, I kind of just want to take an HNC at one point. Oh. I don't think I'm close to it, but I think I think that's what I'm going to set my eyes on, honestly. Do it. Do you know like, what, you know my, uh, I set a uh, a deal with Hacks. Did I tell you about this? No. If, if I win an HNC, he has to do the podcast. I think you should talk to him and set the same goal. That's so funny. No, that should be your goal. Why? I it can't have be... the same goal. Fuck it. It should be either one of ours. Uh, like, if we meet in Grands, do you want to have to throw to me for the sake of the wannabes? Oh, you know I'm never going to throw to you. E- All right, but... Zero, zero if you If you didn't set that goal either, do you really think that that wouldn't um, infect your mind? Like, oh, fuck. We could get hacks if only I lose. <laughs> Dude, oh. Uh, okay, you on one this. hand, yes, that would be brilliant. On the other hand... This is such a you thing. Alright, fine. Versus a me thing. Fine, fine, fine. I yeah, got you... I gotta I gotta do it my way. I'm you sorry. You don't need you don't need that extra motivation, do you? Uh it, it's just added it's just added stuff for me. Added outer stuff. Yeah, alright, you know? alright, alright, alright. Uh but I respect it. That's hype. But yeah, I don't know. I never thought about it till now, but like it was the first time where I'm like, okay, like I'm happy I beat Smucker still. Like he was running really hot and and i'm happy about it but like i didn't top eight (laughs) you know (laughs) i didn't top eight i didn't get to play anyone else you know and i'm just thinking like you know that that has to be the next step right now like it it just has to it just has to be you know Mm -hmm. and i think it, it feels right to 
to make the claim now about it. Where before, I think if I said it, it'd be out of like pride or this like machismo, like trying to act tough sort of BS, you know? Right. And but right now, like I I don't want to just like be a one and done kind of player, you know? And and I'm a little frustrated about that too. That I it was a little bit one and done. Uh, and I think I gotta just realize that and like keep and, and find my own way into winning, you know, not just one, but like multiple sets against tough players. And I think that's probably the biggest thing moving forward. And it, it's not necessarily something I have to like act on right now, but it's more of that's the, uh, you know, that's just the feeling I have after HNC this week. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a one-and-done player now, next is two and shoe. Three is three and flee. Four is four and out the door. So no matter what you do, I will taunt you with the rhymes. And you know this. I, I, I hate everything about this. Great. Let's give a shout-out to Whiskers. <laughs> a weekly shout-out. Um, yeah. Almost oh, taking the God. tournament. Uh, sadly did not, but... Uh, yes, got, almost. He got huge hype on Twitter, which was hype. Um, got a lot of people just like saying how sick he was. Had a crazy winner's run, um, and just wasn't able to clutch it at the end. And thanks to Kalamazoo, right, for coming out. Yep. Always, always exciting when um, out of region players come and just give us a, just smack down some of our best players. Smuckers, Ryobeat, Just Jason, and Aklo. That was only in losers. But he actually lost to Whiskers, so he didn't have much of a winner's run. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why Smuckers and and Casey played for 13th. Crazy. That was, that's nuts, dude. That's, that's, that's nuts. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, there's been... Yeah, like, shout-outs to Whiskers. The the most hidden of hidden bosses, in my opinion. Like, oh, doesn't know yeah. the Twitter, even, or anything. You only know him via net play. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like, he's busy. He's a grad student, and he's a smart kid. He's a smart guy. But, like, some crazy results to, like, Jason over Wally. Yeah. Good. And and then, yeah, that was really, that was, you know, really good on that also. So, you know, HNC's becoming this really scary place. Yeah. Gotta love it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta love it. Just killers everywhere. Um. Anyway, we're running a little late. I definitely have to go. Yeah, I got to get to work, too. All right, well, good episode. I'll see you Wednesday again. Probably. I'm just on the fence about entering it. I might just, like, come and chill for once. Honestly, that might be me, too. But Like, like maybe I'll bring my fight stick, play another game when people are in bracket. We'll see, man. But either we'll way, see. I'll see you soon. And, yeah, uh, I'll see you soon. Yeah, take care.